back to Momming on the Go. This is Rachel. I took two weeks off from regular life and was more or less refreshed and revigorated to start normal life again this week. In the summer of 2016, both my girls got whooping cough. I am an advocate of childhood immunizations and we have always immunized our children, but both my girls still got it. Whooping cough, or pertussis, is known for its seal-like barking cough. When I took them to the pediatrician, she quickly guessed at their malady and she was correct. Thankfully, the girls never had to be hospitalized, but fully recovering from whooping cough took a year. I am so thankful for my sister-in-law, Amy, who had whooping cough as an adult and helped me through that timeline. I'm not going to get all medical here, nor am I going to get on any soapboxes because that is not the point of my podcast. My point for talking about whooping cough is to shed a little light on what it's like to live through whooping cough and then tie it to Jesus and what he has done for us and to ultimately encourage you. Whooping cough is worse than a bad cold. Greta had it worse than Kezi, probably because Kezi had more recently had her pertussis booster, but they both experienced the dreadfulness of the disease. Both my girls had trouble sleeping at night because of the coughing. They would get blue in the face and struggle to breathe, so my husband and I would hold them just outside the shower with the water turned as hot as it would go so the steam would get to their lungs. Sometimes they would cough so violently they would throw up. It was a really hard time for me as their mother to see them in such distress and not be able to quickly fix their breathing problems. If you can't breathe, you die, which sounds dramatic, but is very true. After about a month, they stopped coughing and seemed to get better. But then we were around someone with a sniffle. Yes, sometimes it was only a sniffle. And while I didn't get actual whooping cough again, their lungs were scarred and weak, and they would develop the same sounding cough, complete with the trouble breathing, blue in the face, throwing up symptoms. It would take them one to two weeks to recuperate. After that happened a few times, it became really hard for me to take them anywhere, especially in the winter. If they spent time around anyone who had a runny nose or a little cold, bang, back were the symptoms. I quickly realized that a few hours of fun were not worth the two weeks of significant breathing trouble. I know that not many people understood my rationale for saying no to doing things, but I was very aware that I was an advocate for my children And while it is important to build immunities, it is also important to help build health in my children. And at this point, their lungs were still not healthy. It was hard to have people misinterpret my hesitation to do things, but my kids were worth it. They are always worth it. When they were healthy and I felt like it was okay to go places, like my Bible study or church, we adopted a new routine. As we left the place we were at, we would wash our hands, which is no quick feat for a three-year-old and a one to two-year-old. When we got home, everyone would change all their clothes and we would hand wash again. Hand washing seriously saves lives. I'm a nurse, I know. Germs are tricky, especially when you're little. My children's blue faces and distressed breathing after being around someone with only a little cold changed my perspective on going out when my kids have colds or coughs. I sound passionate, which is probably because I am passionate about this. I know that each mother, each family, does what is best for them and what they are convicted to do. 
especially in the winter when it is cold. It's hard to know when someone is sick or when they really are just cold and their nose is running because of that. I am not judging anyone and I don't want to come across as judgmental. Life happens. But for me that year, and yes, it really lasted from the end of June 2016 through the next July of 2017, I had to take more extreme precautions so my girl's lungs could heal and then strengthen. Of course, I could make similarities between whooping cough and COVID. I did get COVID-19 in the end of January 2020 before it was a big deal in the United States. Thankfully, I did get mostly better after four days of straight sleeping. I really couldn't get up and my chest burned. My husband took care of me and everyone and I am thankful for him. I will say that my experience with whooping cough has shaped my worldview in being more respectful to others who are more susceptible to respiratory illnesses. It was hard for me when my girl's lungs were immunocompromised. No one outside of my girls and my husband and I really knew how sick the girls would get from minimal contact with pesky respiratory germs. Living through that impressed upon me the importance of staying home when you are sick. I know the sacrifices that come from staying home when you had fun things planned. One time my family couldn't go on a trip to see my family in Chicago because my girls were sick. Although that time it was not a respiratory disease, but another highly contagious childhood malady. And it was really disappointing. I may be overcautious about staying home when we are sick, and we do lots of hand washing at our house. When I was in nursing school, my very first nursing skill I had to get checked off on was hand washing. Which means yes, I was graded on how well I washed my hands. I passed. This last year, thinking about COVID and remembering whooping cough, God reminded me about breath in the Bible. God breathed life into Adam in Genesis 2-7. In Acts 17-25, we read that God gives life and breath. Physically breathing is important. Job talks about the breath of God giving him life in Job 27-3 and 33-4. There are verses about God giving breath, physical breath, to people in Isaiah and Revelation. God created us to have breath and live. Back to whooping cough for a minute. Pertussis is a bacteria that invades lungs and hinders the ability to breathe fully and have healthy life. Everyone in our house had to take antibiotics for a week to get rid of the active pertussis disease, but the symptoms or consequences of that disease took time more time than I wanted to heal. Spiritually, there are things that start to take over and keep us from living a full life. And then comes Jesus. He is the solution to living a full life. He left us the Holy Spirit who guides us and fills us with fruit. You know, the fruit in Galatians 5, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There are things I struggle with even while loving Jesus like having too many opinions on things that don't actually matter to me. Thankfully, there are people in my life who help me keep those opinions in check, and the Holy Spirit convicts me. They are like the diagnosis in my life. Your opinions are no bien, Rachel. The Holy Spirit helps me get rid of those unnecessary opinions. It is healthy to have opinions. I just have to be careful sometimes with what opinions I do have. Sometimes I have to apologize for hurting feelings. Sometimes my opinions were just mental, but God still saw them. I am so thankful for God's forgiveness.
The quicker I am to recognize when my opinions are harmful, the more sensitive I am to the leading of the Holy Spirit to stop them and ask forgiveness for my hurtfulness. The easier it gets for me to recognize that bad opinions are starting. Sounds kind of like a cycle. Just like it took stretches of healthy time for my daughter's lungs to heal fully, this process of letting the Holy Spirit work in my opinions is helping me grow stronger and having better opinions more of the time. So how does this encourage you? We breathe all day, every day. You're breathing now. If you were one of my daughters, you might start holding your breath right now. But soon enough, you will need to take a breath. As we take our breaths, let us both remember that our breath is from God. He is the one who gives us life. He wants us to breathe deeply of him and his goodness so we can breathe out his goodness and life to those around us. I challenge you to pick one of the fruits of the spirit, which I will say again in a minute, and really focus on it the rest of the week. I pick joy. God's joy is my strength. His joy keeps me from fearing. His joy keeps my heart glad. His joy gives me hope. Galatians 5, 22-23 in the ESV. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Thank you for listening to Momming on the Go.